So uh, Owen Bird, uh, Feathered on Sea, and I am a volunteer, uh, volunteer helm and lifeboat training coordinator. So Feathered, is a, it's, a, it's a small little community. Um, we depend a lot on tourism. So um, during the summer months, we have a lot of people coming into the area. So that um, helps uh, restaurants, holiday homes, B&Bs. And during the winter months, then it can be actually quite little area. It's, it's, it's a small little peninsula, really. Um, in the past, there would have been um, a lot more fishing in the area, but um, there's a lot less um, people, a lot less people involved in the fishing industry now. So small little area. Um, everybody seems to know everyone. You know, it's um, you can pop into the pub and everybody knows everyone's name, um, which is great. So a good community spirit. Um, there is a huge love for the Arnoloi in, in the area. Um, and I think that stems back from the the uh, the tragedy around the old lifeboat, the Helen Blake, um, which unfortunately um, capsized um, over a hundred years ago at the loss of life. So um, that history is still there. There's a lot of people who would have had relatives on that lifeboat still living in the community. So there's a there's a connection. So people understand the Arnoloi. They understand what the Arnoloi means, and it's that charity that tries to save lives at sea and people really understand that so it's quite significant in um even in such a small area you know when you're younger growing up you hear stories about the lifeboat the past lifeboat and when you're younger you don't really get the significance of what happened and you don't really listen um and it's when you get a little bit older then you start to listen and it it, it becomes reality so um i would have had um, family members who would have been in the Arnoloi over 100 years ago. So there would have been active members, crew members of the lifeboat, which at the time was the Helen Blake lifeboat. And I would have had uh, Richard Bird, uh, William Bird and Christopher Bird, who would have all been volunteers. And in back in 1914, there was a tasking for Feather to go to the assistance of a vessel called the Mexico, which was travelling from South America to Liverpool with a cargo of mahogany. And unfortunately, the weather conditions were quite extreme and the vessel didn't make its way up to the Irish Sea. It actually came further west and went aground off the southeast coast of Ireland. So the feathered lifeboat was tasked to that. And unfortunately, after the they left the shore within 60 minutes, nine of the crew of the Helen Blake had perished. They um, they had been capsized by massive waves and um, that obviously meant that only five crew members were still now trying to carry out that tasking. And if you think about, if you think about that for a moment, you, you're a crew member, you lose nine of your crew and the five remaining crew continue on they get to the casualties on the vessel and they manage to get them to a little island and um, save the lives of 15 other people. And when listening to that growing up didn't really mean a lot, but when you get a little bit older, and I remember reading a quotation from the captain at the time, and the, the captain of the Mexico said, had it not been for the sacrifice of the feathered crew, he and his crew would have perished. So, you know, when you when you look at it in those terms, the... Um, you know, those those volunteers on that day gave up everything to go to assist people they didn't know anything about and ultimately paid the, the price of, uh, you know, losing their life. 
um, and continued on. So it, it's just, it shows the, you know, human endurance, the human tragedy and it, sh- it shows, we talk about the RNLI values, selfless courage, dependable, trustworthy, and they displayed all of those traits on that particular day. So yeah, to lose your crew, and if you if you look at the the loss the coxswain of the lifeboat for example, so you have no coxswain, so there was no one now in command of that vessel, but you still knowing that your your colleagues have have perished and washed away, and to be able to continue on the service, the tasking that you are tasked with to try and save the lives of people who are still alive and can be saved, um extraordinary human trait isn't it to be able to to continue and if you think about you know today we'd have radios we'd have man overboard we'd have helicopter cover instantly but back then that that crew were completely on their own nobody else could get near them so they they didn't have you know the 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 backup that we would have today so completely on their own and managed to um continue with that service yeah it's quite extraordinary on the crew today at Feathered, we have uh, direct descendants um, from the Helen Blake crew. So Eileen Murphy, who is a shore crew driver, um, Eileen is a direct descendant of Patrick Cullen. Um, Mick Roach, who recently passed out as a Helen, is a direct descendant of uh, Patrick Roach. And Dermot Bird, who is my brother, is um, the same relation to Richard, Christopher and William. So we still have a connection back to the volunteers back in 1914. If you drive through the, the village of Federty on the way to the lifeboat station, there's a monument in the village which contains the names of all those people who lost their lives in 1914. And um, I, I think even when we were on, when we're on training, we, we pass by the islands and it's a little nod to, to what happened back then. So yeah, it, it's quite it's something unique about volunteers, isn't it, that you we all do the same things and it's, it's it's quite unique that we're doing exactly what those people did you know over 100 years ago and we just, everyone gets on with it and they do it and sometimes we're very lucky that we were in a position um where we're actually able to bring people home from the sea back to their families and that that can only happen through the training that everyone does the the, the lifeboats provided by the rnli um, and that training, that really robust training system that the RNLI have in place to keep us safe and help us to do what we do. So um, there's moments where, you know, you, you actually are in a position where you bring people home from the sea and back to their families, which is which is a great feeling. And there are other occasions then where, you know, they're not so lucky, where people don't have loved ones coming home. But... Um, it's uh, quite unique to be able to put yourself in a position to be able to do that and um, help those. Of course, we we can't do any of that without all of those wonderful fundraisers who provide money for us to do what we are able to do. So um, they're, you know, a very important group of people as well. Elodie Broy, I am crew at Chiswick Lifeboat. If you want to hear more stories from the RNLI's 200 Voices collection, then head to rnli.org forward slash 200 voices or subscribe to the RNLI wherever you get your podcasts.
Thank you for listening. 200 Voices is produced for the RNLI by Adventurous Audio Limited.